Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I think it is time to start planning out quarter four since this is dropping live at the end of August. So I decided to invite my friend Kat Schmoyer back to the podcast. If you have been listening to this podcast, you will know that she was a guest before and she was on episode 24 and she spoke about creating a system for yourself, especially if you are planning on either leading a mastermind or joining a mastermind, just some things to think of on both sides. So I will be sure to link that episode to this episode. I am so excited because we have a lot to cover, especially as we are looking ahead from August all the way to December of 2022, like how to not only build traction, but how to end the year well with some good quarterly planning. But before I really hit the ground running, because I know I can, I get like so excited about planning and being strategic. Just in case you guys are brand new to listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. uh, Thank you, by the way, for tuning in. Kat, do you mind introducing yourself? Just letting us know who you are, who you serve, all the wonderful things. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be back, Dolly. So thank you for having me. And this is like my favorite topic ever. So it's going to be so much fun (laughs) to talk about. But um, for you guys that I better listening that I don't know, my name is Kat. My husband and I work from home um, with our children. It's like our dream life to run our businesses and be at home raising our kids too. I host Creative at Heart. So we have an online membership community and an annual conference for creatives. I also have my namesake brand, the Kat Schmoyer brand, where I coach creative entrepreneurs. I'm very like, get it done. And so I'm all about like, let's make a plan, but then let's also like have action steps to make that plan a reality. Um, I host a mastermind for um, high-level business owners. I also have an integration agency too. So lots of things like just within that, but all stuff that actually is all about quarterly planning too. So I feel like this conversation is going to be a really fun one to have. Oh man, I'm so excited. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Thank you for agreeing to come to another podcast episode. And <laughs> as you know, and as my listeners know, I'm a I'm huge Kat Schmoyer fan. And I am so excited for you to share more of your wisdom when it comes to quarterly planning, especially for the listeners. Like, you know, that the heart of this podcast is about creating systems and workflows for your business. And you can create a system and workflow for pretty much anything in your life. And I've said this before, even you have a system for washing your face and for doing your makeup and for eating food and for making food. So let's have, I'm sure that there are some systems for like Kat will share for planning out the next three months, next quarter. I will say that I know a lot of creative business owners, Q4 could mean, quarter four can either mean we are entering in a really busy season. So for photographers, for wedding planners, for any service-based business owner whose job operates like serving in the fall and, and in the early winter, 
this is busy season for a lot of us. I know myself, it's busy season for me and my family photography and branding photography business. Um, I, I have families that are wanting to take those idyllic fall and Christmas photos. And then I even have some business owners who are wanting some seasonal branding photos. With my Dubsado setup services, I'm always staying busy with monthly clients. So talk to us, Kat, about like, for those of us who may be ramping up really big, like how can we still keep quarterly planning top of mind and prioritize it as we go into the the next quarter so that we won't burn out and forget <laughs> to like have a intentional strategy for the, from September to December and end the year well. And okay, I should say like before you answer that very <laughs> deep question, um what let's answer a simple question on what exactly quarterly planning is and then we can go back to that deep question. Okay, so much to talk yeah. about. I love it. Yeah. So, first of all, I I'm so passionate about quarterly planning, you guys. I love teaching like one-on-one -on -one in like coaching scenarios. I also have a masterclass all about quarterly planning and my quarterly calendars and like massive 2022, 2023, like yearly calendars. So I, when I say I love it, like I genuinely, like I love it so much. Um, it's so fun. Um, but I understand that planning is not always fun for everybody. Here's why I love quarterly planning. Quarterly planning allows you to look at your year in a bite-sized format. It can be really overwhelming for anyone, whether you're type A or type B, love planning or hate planning, it can be really overwhelming to plan for a whole year. So much can happen in that year. This year, for example, I had my third child. So like, whoa, like life is like, what's, I have no idea what that's going to look like. Like we're going to be outnumbered, like zone defense. What does this mean? Um, so there's no way, like when I was planning things for the beginning of the year, I had a lot of question marks because that was such a big life change for our family that I knew was going to affect so many things. And I'm sure there are similar situations in your business, whether you're moving or you're launching a new offer or you're thinking about creating, you know, a new revenue stream. There's just so many what ifs in the year. I love quarterly planning though, because typically when you look at a calendar, you feel the most confident in what's right ahead. So while you might not know six, nine, or 12 months ahead, you likely know three months. You can likely look at the next 90 days and say like, okay, yeah, here's what's happening. And so like in this particular time, we're talking about Q4, which is October, November, and December. So in September is the great time to look at then those final three months. And just like Dolly said, for so many of you, it's probably really busy. Like I'm willing to bet most of you guys listening are in the like, it's crazy. You're not in the ramping down category of, I'm like ramping down. Like that would be wonderful. <laughs> we're all like ramping up. It's just like a lot happening in the final three months of the year. But you know that you can be realistic about, okay, here's what life looks like in October, November, and December. Don't look at January yet. Don't look at March of 2023 yet. Like just focus on those three months, those 90 days, and then let's set strategic goals based on what's going on in that 90 day increment. Okay. Before we move into like the actual strategy and the workflows and the systems, in developing this strategy, how did you discover that this is your superpower? Because you are literally the queen of quarterly planning, Kat. That is like what you're known for. But I mean, you've had to have discovered this at some point. When was that moment for you? I think it was when other people started telling me you're good at it. Like, oh, you're good at this. Like, help me do it. 
I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I feel like the things that we're good at in our, in our businesses or in our lives, like they're typically the things that come really naturally to you. Like you mm-hmm. either really enjoy doing them or you're just, you can do them quickly or when you're stressed out, it's the thing that you're like, I just need to go do that. Like it just helped. It's like a relief. Like, okay, I got some joy back like this. I just got to do this. So for me, I think it was really 2019 was when it was the first time I ever spoke on quarterly planning at a conference. And then from that moment, I just started getting more feedback from people like, wow, help me. And that made me see like, oh, not everybody does this the way that I do this. And I was able to think through how I could teach it better. I think I was at that conference. I think so. Yeah. It was the very first time I ever spoke on it. I I literally never would have known it was your first time because when I was listening, I was like, wow, she is, she knows so much. She's been doing this for so long. Like, (laughs) I I was so nervous. I was like, I hope this makes sense. Like, I hope people understand the process. Yes. It was Mm -hmm. amazing. It was like, it was like a game changer for me. So I'm so glad. Wow. Yeah. I love it. And I love that other people have been pointing out this superpower to you. It's not just something that you're like, I think that this will be my new superpower. You literally (laughs) people like people like drew it out of you and helped. I don't know, like if it made you feel a little bit more confident about yourself and your abilities. But for me, like that always makes me feel confident when other people point out my story. That's so cool. So that was my selfish question of this uh, little mastermind (laughs) that we're about to have with you. So I guess like going back to that original question, now that we are ramping up for Q4, so we're looking ahead at October, November, December, and I know a lot of us, a lot of us are as creative business owners, we are going into busy season. So how can we have a good strategy in looking at the next 90 days and not be so overwhelmed and not burn out and not just like let this year swallow us instead at the end of the year we reach it and we're like yes I feel so good like I may not have accomplished all the things but I feel good about what I did accomplish I love this question because I I think it's like there's two two things here I want to like share first I feel like number one in our industry we constantly feel like we have to do more, be more, do the next thing, like check off that. And maybe it's because there's a lot of Enneagram threes in our industry. Maybe it's because I am one. So like, that's how I feel when I like I'm on Instagram, but I think that there can be a lot of pressure to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, feel like we have to keep achieving or keep doing this next thing. So, and I'm going to talk about how that affects planning here in just a second, but I, I think that that exists. I also think that there, I mean, you guys have probably all heard the saying, I want to work on my business not just in my business, right? And so this balance of we're working in our business on like the day-to-day because we have clients to serve, things that need to happen, like deliverables and deadlines that need to be met, but we also want to focus on our business. And so we want to think about the goals that we have and projections and things like that. So in light of those two things, I think Q4 is an interesting dilemma because Q4, we've already said, it's probably very busy for all of you. I know for me, it's crazy. Dolly, it's crazy. Like, so for at least for Dolly and I, we know it's busy. So we're assuming that for all of you guys, it's really busy. Q4 is probably really busy, both on the business side, but also like probably family stuff. Like there's a lot of holidays happening. You know, you're gearing up for things, maybe traveling during that time frame. Like there's just a lot of busy and a lot of noise and life in general in Q4 of every year. So with that being said, if we think about the busy of the quarter, but then also think about this like pressure we tend to feel 
to do more and be more and achieve all the things. And the fact that we're like, well, I need to work on my business, not just in my business. It can be a lot like Q4 can just be really overwhelming mentally. Our mindset can get like all out of whack. So if you leave this episode with nothing, I want this to be like a permission slip that Q4 needs to be what you want Q4 to be. Like, I don't want you to think about unwanted pressures. I don't want you to think about the focus of working on your business and in your business. I actually think that one of the great things about quarterly planning is that every quarter looks different. So for example, Q4 might be a quarter for you where you're focusing in your business. Like you don't have time to work on your business because your clients need you and your clients are your business. Your clients deserve the best and you want to deliver and you want to serve them and you want to be the best for them. So that might mean that you're not going to launch your new website that you thought you would get to launch this year, or you're not going to launch that new course, or you're not going to do whatever like on your business task, quote unquote, you said you were going to do because you have a lot of client work and you're focusing in your business so that you can end the year really well with them. And if that is you, when you're thinking about those final three months, I want you to feel proud of that and feel good that you are in a season where you get to serve your clients really well and don't put this unwanted pressure or unwanted to do of creating goals that just are goals that like don't actually happen and we don't get to make a plan to bring them to life. So if that's you, your quarterly plan might be serving your clients really well. And like you guys, again, let me be the one to tell you, like, that's a great goal. Like your goal doesn't have to be something new and exciting. It can be like, let's maintain, let's sustain, let's end your year, not just surviving, but thriving in the work that you had on your plate, not adding all of these goals into the mix that don't feel doable because of how busy the season is. I really want to jump on that, like add more to that quarterly planning might be serving your clients well. That's that's an incredible point because as a photographer, there might be a feast or famine mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. feast during fall. Mm-hmm. It's famine during late winter, early spring, depending upon where we are in the United States, even in the world. So if you are wanting to sustain your clients for the next year or through the year, I think like to infuse like maybe a really good, think of a really good client experience process that you can add to your workflow as you're serving your clients this upcoming quarter. And you all know, like I've spoken with other client experience experts. I will tag those links to the show notes of this podcast episode. I know I have Kate Dye, who is like the queen of client experiences. So I will link that show to this podcast episode. But maybe like one of your goals could be like Kat was saying, like, serve your clients really well, well, then if you don't have a system and a process for that, well, then hash that out in a day. It's really easy to hash that out in a day and to see like what parts can be automated, what parts you'll need to do manually, like personalize it. Because if you leave a really good impression for that person, they're either going to recommend you for, you know, like that next quarter, if you're like a family photographer or a branding photographer or whatever type of photographer, or they might be a repeat client and you have that income coming in again next year. So this is just something to think about, like future forecasting for yourself so that you're not going into Q4 
and you're so frazzled because if you're frazzled, I have discovered that your clients will feel that frazzledness and they won't have that good client experience and it won't be sustainable for next year. Mm-hmm. I think that's so smart, Dolly. And I, uh, Kate Dye is so good at this. So I'm so yeah. glad you've like had her on the podcast yeah. before and can like link that so people can hear that conversation. And again, like this might be like the opposite. Like Dolly, you're probably like, wait, Kat, I thought we were going to talk about like, let's set goals. Like how do we, yeah. And I'm like, you don't have to set a goal. Um, I just feel, I just, I feel so strongly that goals need to be realistic. And again, when we think about Q4, when we're like really zeroing in on what that timeframe looks like, you need to be so realistic with what is already on your plate and what you think is the best goal for right now, knowing that you don't have to feel these unwanted pressures from the industry, right? Like you don't have to feel like, oh, but if I don't do this now, somebody else will, or I have to do it. Like I should have done it yesterday. Like, no, it, it will still be there in January. Like it's going to be okay. I just want to be that permission slip for everyone that, you know, you don't have to shoot for the moon in Q4 if you really just need to be laser focused on what's already on your plate and how to do that really well. Okay. I I do like love examples. So we, one example you gave was quarterly planning on how to serve your clients for the next 90 days and how to sustain it. But let's say there is a business owner and, and they, they're going into their, they're slowing down, they're going into a slower season, or they're able to maintain working on their business and in their business. So what would you recommend a, that type of um, business owner do? when looking at the next 90 days. Absolutely. So for that person, and really for either one, I think you can work through this these next steps I'm going to outline for quarterly planning. And maybe this will help you decide like, can you take on, you know, that that goal or does the goal need to be more about sustainability and, and what's currently going on? So whenever I start quarterly planning for myself or for clients, I always want to take a look at four things, time, money, dreams and dailies. These are like foundational. If you've ever heard me talk about this, you might be like, okay, Kat, I've heard you say this like 1700 times, but they just like, this is what I do for every single quarter. And even when I'm annually planning time and money are the foundation of every goal. Time is looking at again, like the time. So what is the time of year? So October 1st through December 31st, that's our Q4. So taking a look at what's happening, what's going on in the business, what's going on in your personal life. I always measure both because as y'all know, as small business owners, our personal lives affect our business. Our business affects our personal life. It's all very much intertwined. So I'm going to take a look at family things, travel, kids schedule, everything on the family and personal side. I'm also going to look at business. If you're, you know, in an industry where you're doing events, so like wedding planning, wedding photography, or, you know, family sessions, like what do you have on the books? What deliverables, deadlines, just what is your time look like? Time is first. Money is second. Money is revenue. Okay. You're running hopefully a profitable business. If it's not profitable, I want quarterly planning to help you make it profitable. So in money, we're looking at, well, what revenue is coming in? Q4 is an interesting time because again, it's like towards the end of the year. So you should have a very good idea of, are you going to hit your revenue goals by December? Um, And if not, Could you do something extra? If you are, give yourself a pat on the back, have like a glass of champagne or whatever your drink of choice is, and then think about like what else it could be. But look at money because we want to make sure you are on track for what your revenue goals are so that you're not blindsided in December if 
you're not close to hitting your income goal for the year. So time and money are the foundational aspects because time is limited and money is finite. So I want you to make sure that like we've assessed what does time look like and what does money look like first and foremost before you even start being a dream caster and like visionary and all the things, which I know can be hard because it's so easy for you guys to jump to dreams. You jump to the vision. You're like, well, I want to do this, but we need to look at time and money first to know if that thing you want to do is realistic. So we look at the finite things. Then we look at what I call dreams and dailies. Dreams are your visions. Dreams are the things that you want to accomplish. I personally have a parking lot list and I teach a lot of my students to create a parking lot list so that anytime throughout the year you get an idea, whatever, like whether it's your own or you see something on Instagram or whatever it is, like throw it on your parking lot list. And so when you're quarterly planning, take a look at that list. What feels fun? What feels doable? What feels like that should be the next thing that you make a goal? So we look at those dreams and we then assess them compared to time and money. Like again, how is time looking? How is money looking? Is this dream from the parking lot list going to fit nicely into that puzzle piece? And then dailies is basically the micro of time. So dailies is not necessarily like every day, but at least every week. Like, what does that look like for you? Like if you're, you know, you're, you know, you're booking, you have 20 sessions in October, but what does that look like on a weekly basis for you? And can that dream then factor into that daily, you know, we can work on it regularly because the, the purpose of the goal, you guys, isn't just to like write it on a calendar and throw it on the wall. The purpose of the goal is to write it down and create action steps to get there, which mm-hmm. means you have to work on your quarterly plan all quarter long so that the goal happens. If you don't have time to do that on your daily calendar, then it shouldn't be the goal. So that like in a nutshell, very fast is like the four components of quarterly planning and how when you look at those four pillars, that really brings in a puzzle piece for you to see if the goal is doable for you right now this season. I love that so much. And it's so true. I will say as an example of Kat's dreams, like the parking lot list, I have my own parking lot list in my Trello board and this podcast was actually on that parking lot list for two years. So before, long, but I'm so proud yeah. of you for being like, yeah. all right, I'm going to put it here and then we'll like bring it to life when we can. Yeah. And it felt like ages, like especially now where everything is happening so fast. And I thought like I convinced myself like, oh, when I start this podcast and I started it in fall of 2021, like, oh, this is going to be irrelevant. Like everybody and their mom and their dog and their pet fish (laughs) has a podcast. And like, even my son has a podcast. No, he doesn't have a podcast. But like, I just literally thought, well, this is going to be irrelevant, and nobody's going to like it. And it was the exact opposite. I'm so glad that well, one, I listened to you and like, put it in a dreams list and didn't do all the things, like every quarter. And it's been very manageable for me because Mm -hmm. I, I batch out everything. I work with a great podcast producer that like works with me through each quarter and like helps me cast out a vision for each quarter. So like this parking lot list idea works, you guys, like it may take a while, but like if you are very realistic with yourself and you don't cram everything into every quarter, because I used to do that. I used to be guilty of that because I am also a Enneagram three. I used to like hate 
boxing myself into as an Enneagram three, but it's true. I'm an Enneagram three. I am embracing it now, (laughs) but I used to wonder like, why is it, what is it about me that has to cram everything in, into a week? Like I felt like I had to accomplish all the goals, but it really is so relaxing. I have so many ideas on that parking lot list and they're going to come to fruition eventually. And they'll either like stick or I'll learn like how to evolve them over time. I don't have to make it a make it or break it situation is what I'm Absolutely. Sharing. Honestly, yeah. like that's exactly what it's for, Dolly, is for you mm-hmm. to then be able to assess like when is the most realistic time for that to move out of the parking lot list and become like an actual goal. And also I have things on my parking lot list that I've like deleted off the list after a while. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, like why did I think I wanted to do that? And I like, I'm almost laughing at myself, but it was like, again, this like comparison pressure of like in the moment, I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to do this because so-and-so is like doing something similar. Or, you know, I just, I put that on myself. And so I throw something on my parking lot list. But then if I actually take some time to think about it and like remove myself from that pressure situation and I'm thinking about it in like a a healthier, like mental mindset, I realize like, no, I don't want to do that. Like I don't have to do all the things. And that is definitely not one of the things that I want on my to-do list. And so I think either way, it's just great to have that list for yourself. Yeah. And I also think like when you have a strategic plan, I'm going to be tying in Amanda Warfield's episodes with this as well, because she was on earlier episodes before this episode airs. And she was talking about how to be strategic with your content. So once you have your, your next 90 days planned out, you can be very strategic with your content as well. So I wanted you to know like there is a strategy in like mapping out your next 90 days, not just for your personal or for your business, but also for your content. And you know like what's doable for you, what you need to batch versus what you can do on the, let's say you have a week where it's like slower. So you can be more hands-on for your content Mm -hmm. and your business and your personal life during that week. So that's why it's really good to look at the next 90 days reasonably. Absolutely. I always start with quarterly planning and then based on my quarterly goals, then I content plan. So I do my content plans in a 90 day increment as well, especially for those of you guys that if your quarterly goals have direct relation to revenue. So if Mm -hmm. your goals are specific to a number of clients that need to be booked or like a digital product, you're launching list growth, things like that, then, I mean, that's very directly tied to marketing. So knowing like, okay, on my content calendar, what, when you need to get into priming, when you need to are doing potentially a live launch, like you're just able to plan all of that out so much more strategically when you have those goals first. Oh, I love that. And I just want to like, this is something that I'm going to be working on this year specifically is around this time is when I'm going to start priming my audience to lead up to a Black Friday sale, because this is Mm -hmm. the time to start doing that. Do you have any nuggets of wisdom about how to prepare for like Q4? Yes, you're sharing that, but like, especially like a launch for a Black Friday sale or like something specific around Black Friday? Ooh, okay. This is a fun question. So I feel like with Black Friday, I want to, I guess my piece of advice would be really reminding your people what you have. I mean, yes, I feel like we can be very obvious about like, I'll be hosting a Black Friday sale. Like just tell your people, like let them know because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I know I usually have like a note on my phone of like places I'm going on Black Friday week, like just because I know like the businesses I want to support or the things I'm, you know, specifically looking for either personally or in my business. And I'm like, I need to remember to like go to this shop or whatever. 
because people are primed and ready to buy just in general because of that time of year. So that's great on the selling end. So I would definitely let them know. But then also in your priming, just be really heavily reminding them of all the things that you do. Don't necessarily focus too much on one product. If you're planning that like all five of your products are going to be on sale, really try to give each one equal love so that people will remember like, oh yeah, Dolly has that template or oh, she's got that mini course. And then when Black Friday rolls around, they're really excited to see it on sale. What about for for the audience who's listening and they don't necessarily have a digital product or they don't want to have digital products, like they're more service-based? Like what would you recommend for like either priming audiences in that case or I don't know, like being strategic with the offers in the next 90 days? So when you're service-based, if you are doing some sort of Black Friday sale, I still think you can let your clients know. So if you have an email list that's, you know, past clients and maybe you're planning, maybe you're a photographer and you're planning to do some sort of sale around albums or, you know, something Mm -hmm. like that in that Black Friday timeframe, I think, again, just letting people know, hey, this is going to happen is really helpful because again, we, it is a busy time and we are getting a lot of emails and there's a lot of different sales going on. So we want, you want your warm people to know like, oh, yeah, Dolly's hosting this. Like I want to get on it. I'm also a big fan in making your Black Friday sales last a little bit longer than just either the one day or even that weekend. So maybe you go, maybe it's like Wednesday to Wednesday, or maybe you start it on Black Friday and it's, you know, that Friday to Tuesday, like you go just a little bit over that Cyber Monday timeframe. Again, knowing that people are getting really inundated. So let's just give people a little bit more time to either sort through their inbox or just like remember what it is that you're doing. That's either for digital products or service. I think that, you know, that could work in that regard. And even if like, again, like as you're mapping out your next, I'm just like repeating back so that people, if you are taking notes or if you need to re-listen, I want to remind everyone, like the whole point of this, like, topic is just to be very intentional with your next 90 days. And Mm -hmm. even like you don't, I know Kat has said this repeatedly, and I appreciate this, that she said this, but don't put pressure on yourself. Like if in the next 90 days, your whole, maybe your whole point should be just making sure you're following through and you're serving your clients well, so that you're Mm -hmm. leaving a good impression and then you're sustaining your business for next year's round of clients so that you will have business again. Or this year you have a little bit of, let's say, off time during your busy season. And so you're able to accomplish one or two big goals. So for the next 90 days, map that out and see realistically how it's going to fit in your time, money, where's your money coming in? Can you like take a vision that you have cast for yourself, like from that vision board that you've laid out? And then like, what will be some daily baby steps for you to take to accomplish Mm -hmm. that goal in the next 90 days? So those are the four pillars that Kat was referring to. Yes, absolutely. And also something that like I'll throw out there too with Q4, I always want to make sure that I've given myself capacity at the end of the year to review the year and feel more set up for the next year. So again, just considering that when you're looking at goal setting, like if you're looking at things and thinking like, wow, I don't have as much in like November and December as I thought, like maybe I do want to do X, Y, and Z. Like maybe you absolutely can and, and you should. 
But I also sometimes just like to give myself a little bit more margin at that end of year time because I am winding down the year as a whole. And so I know I personally love to do like a big end of year review and like really look back at what's worked and what hasn't and then feel like I've stepped into 2023 feeling more confident about everything that happened in 2022. So just to like a side note to throw out there too for you guys when you're assessing everything, think about that too. And this is like more of a personal note for those of us who have kids, especially little ones, like Q4, like I feel like that is like the season where like everyone gets sick in the house. That in like (laughs) the early like winter Mm -hmm. season. And so I just want to like encourage any of my listeners who are parents and caregivers of little ones or anyone who gets sick all the time, just like have some margin for yourself for just like the unknowns of like for health concerns. I like packed my Q4 last fall, which is like fits my personality, but I think I'm going to be scaling back just a little this year as I look ahead for Q4 because like my husband and I got COVID and like, I wasn't expecting that at all. Mm. And um, Blaze got sick several times and he had to stay at home from school. So all of these things happened and it stressed me out even more because like, I was like, I have all these goals for myself. I have to, like, I'm very black and white with these goals. Like I have to finish them. So like, give yourself a lot of grace, like as you map out the next 90 days, because hopefully you're doing this before October 1st hits. Hopefully you have like the next 90 days mapped out or like a rough draft of it. So just like consider all these different factors and you know yourself better than we do. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Well, Kat, thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom about quarterly planning. I didn't know if there was anything else that you wanted to add to this quarterly planning masterclass before we wrap up. No, I mean, my, I know Dolly will like put links below, um, Mm -hmm. but my DMs are always open. And so I I love having conversations with people like who are quarterly planning or, you know, if you listen to this and it's kind of getting your wheels turning and, you know, you want to, you just share anything with me. Like, I'd love to see it. I also love just seeing people quarterly planning. So like, if you're doing quarterly planning on like Insta and like you Insta story, it like tag me or whatever. Like, I love seeing it. It's so fun to just get to follow along with everybody who's working on that. And I just want to say shameless plug for Kat. She doesn't know I'm doing this. Like if you want a visual calendar for helping you with quarterly planning, she sells calendars in her shop. And Kat sees like her her calendars right behind me in this interview. <laughs> and like it's amazing. Like it helps me map out the next 90 days. And I just have one night that like I make sure Blaze is in bed and like I have nothing on my calendar for the next two or three hours that evening. And I just like map everything out in it. I map it out with my family goals and timelines as well. So go to her shop, check it out. You guys, it's $9. So it's (laughs) it's the best $9 you'll spend for your quarterly planning. So I will link that all in the show notes. But Kat, is there anything, do you want to talk about your freebie, your Trello template freebie that you're going to be offering to the audience? Sure. If you are, so if you're thinking about, you know, quarterly planning, I have Trello templates. These are actually my, my week Trello templates. So this is how I organize like my weekly to do. So remember when we talked about quarterly planning, I talked about that like daily aspect of, okay, how are you making sure that 
things are getting done on a regular basis in your business, whether it's client facing, whether it's like, you know, working on your business, whatever it might be. Um, so I use Trello. I know Dolly uses it too. Um, it is my favorite tool. It's free, which is, I feel like just, I like have to plug that forever. I'm like, guys, it's free. Like try it for your business if you have it. And so I created these templates that will make sure that we link below. So if you're curious and either getting started with Trello, or maybe you use Trello and you love a way to streamline your weekly structure so that those quarterly goals can actually be happening like on a regular basis, they are available for y'all. Awesome. And guys, again, this will all be in the show notes and that way you can just click on over and access that freebie. And then I've attached Cat Shop and her YouTube channel and her Instagram, just all the links for you. So please get to know Kat. Thank you again, Kat, for coming on and being a guest. You're amazing. And I just, I just love you so much. Well, thank you for having me. It's always fun to chat. And this is my, like my favorite topic. So it was extra fun. Of course. (laughs) So everyone, I hope you all have a wonderful, amazing week, and I will talk with you all next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.